Well, thank you. Mary Alice and Tamara and all of our music folks and everyone making worship possible this morning. It is graduation Sunday. Really exciting. And uh, I'm excited. I want to share something with you on fundamentals for life, on the focus of graduates, and also all of us as a recap. And uh, we are in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Some of the most practical words in all of Scripture. Paul writes this Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. May one of words in your hearts and minds this morning. Well, as I said, it's graduation Sunday, and we're thinking about fundamentals of life. And uh, I'm in the middle of all this Savannah graduating from high school last year. That was so exciting. It was her first year in college at Purdue, and uh, looking around and uh, seeing the excitement for some of our graduates this morning. I was part of uh, some commissioning ceremonies last week at Purdue. It was a real honor, and the excitement is in the air, isn't it? And I recall what someone once said, I thought was very interesting. They said that when you graduate from college or, you know, often from high school, you graduate with 100% enthusiasm and 0% experience. But when you retire 40 years later, you retire with 100% experience and 0% enthusiasm. <laughs> Hopefully that's not true for you, but you've seen it, haven't you? You see it out there, and uh, and I wonder, you know, for all of us, would it be great to be able to retire with 100% experience and 100% enthusiasm? Now I know for you bad people out there, you say, all right, well, you know, that's 200%. You know, 100% of these are different categories, but they are related in life. And so as I think about that, I think about someone who went through all of life as a, as a person of faith, and in the end, in a very real sense, graduated from this life to the next life with 100% enthusiasm and 100% experience. And that was the Apostle Paul. Man, and he faced challenges and adversity. And so, in this chapter in Romans, I know for a lot of you, you've looked at Romans and you went through the first, you know, about uh, seven books, and you thought, man, that is so theologically deep that <laughs> I just can't go on. But the first half tends to be more theological, the second half is very, very practical. And both are great. Uh, I love all of it, but I can tell you, this section right here, when some people come to me and they will say, you know, Pastor TJ, what is the most practical and best part of the Bible for me to like just read all the time to say, yeah, how should I live? How should I live? And I always say that, you know, I mean, this is maybe the epistles of John, uh, which are very clear and concise and emphasize love. I always say, look at it. The Sermon on the Mount. I know it's lofty, but it's very practical. And all the whole Sermon on the Mount. And the other place is Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. So we're just going to look at one part of it today. But I think there's three principles that are here that are really, really important that we can learn from the Apostle Paul. And not just from graduate, but for, for all of us, because we're still learning, we're still growing in all of life. And the first thing is to be positive, to stay positive. And man, it's so difficult in life. And I'm just going to read this first part again. Paul writes this, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, what is evil, don't hate people. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor 
one another above yourselves. Man, that is a positive attitude in life. It's so, so very important. I don't know for the, the pilots that are out there, if, if you're a pilot or want to be a pilot, you probably know that when we talk about either spacecraft or aircraft, we talk about attitudes, the attitude of the nose. So the nose of the aircraft or spacecraft. And we say, it's sort of a mantra for pilots, that attitude determines altitude. Attitude determines altitude because the attitude of the plane is the attitude of the wings, and it makes the plane even happen. And that positive attitude can lift you when you need to be lifted. If you're looking at the ground, that's bad because you're going to go where you're looking. So what's your attitude today? I love that from Isaiah chapter 40 on eagles. Isn't that beautiful? Now, the great thing about eagles, and you've probably heard me say this before, but it's so, so true, the eagles were the birds uh, that is able to go above the storm. And it does that not by flapping its wings, but by locking its wings and changing its attitude so that the winds lifted above the storm clouds and it can sail higher than any other bird. Today, when you think about the storms that come your way, either right now that you're facing or you may face in the future, all of us will, what's your attitude? How do you stay positive? If you look at Christ, if you focus on Christ, that whatever the storms of life are, they will lift you higher if your attitude is right. One of the people that I, I love and admire is an athlete by the name of Allison Felix. And you, you may recall that last year at this time, she qualified for the Tokyo Summer Olympics, which has been delayed. And she's a fabulous athlete. She retired last time, I do, after the Olympics. But uh, she had been a stellar athlete coming into it. And did do well in her first Olympics, but she's been managing it for a long time. And, excuse me, she in 2018, after all her accomplishments, she had a baby. And uh, she had an emergency C-section, and uh, she had a little baby named Cameron. Now coming into that, Nike had almost given up on her. About pretty much had given up her. They canceled her sponsorship, how about that? Because uh, they didn't think that maybe a, a pregnant woman, attractive feet star, was the image that they wanted. And uh, so she went on anyway. She had this beautiful baby. And she decided she was going to keep training for the Olympics. And she said, heck with Nike, I'm going to start my own brand of tennis shoes. And she did. And then they look great. And uh, she does great in them. But in, uh, last year at this time, in May, she qualified for the Olympics. A lot of people counteracted. She had to overcome so much. But you may recall in the Summer Olympics last year that she was a star athlete and uh, one of the great events she competed in was the four times at 400. It was just amazing. She was one of the anchors. And when she completed with uh, all those Olympics, she became the most awarded medal athlete in Olympic history for uh, women. And uh, she also became the most awarded athlete, whether male or female, in track and field. And she says, what kept her going was her faith in God. She said, running is a gift that I have from God, and I run to show light on my faith and the love of God. I tell you what, she's overcome some adversity and difficulty. She keeps running, and what a stellar athlete. So she's learned to stay positive. The second thing is to, to be passionate. Bang. You know, youth are always so passionate. I love that. And, um, but for a lot of folks, when you get older, you start to lose your passion. I've done it much about it, yeah. I'm not excited about it anymore. But how do you, how do you keep your passion? Paul, 
had faced a lot of adversity and challenges. Writing from prison, a great letter, a series of great letters, still has his passion. And listen to what he says here. He says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And I gotta tell you, that verse 11 is a verse that I have my goals in life, mirrors, I can tell you, uh, in my bathroom, and I look at that, and I can tell you the top of my goals every year is the same verse, which is verse 11. I use the reader's version of the NIV because I think it really says it well. And this is how he puts it. Never let the fire of your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Let me say that again. Never let the fire of your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Friends, if you'll do that, you will have the passion there. And all of us, you know, sometimes we get buffeted and we start to feel a little flat in our attitude. Well, you know, Paul's saying, we kill the fire. He said that to Timothy. This is a person that he mentored in the faith, is sort of summoned the faith. And he tells Timothy, listen, stir up the fire of your faith. They tell them, the church is wrong. Listen, you need to stir up the fervor of your faith. This is boring, God, say that, right? Which of all people have that kind of uh, fire and dimension. And, uh, and I just love the way it just segments all those things out. How are you doing with these things? Never be lacking in zeal. Keeping the fire of your faith. Keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. If you want a good example of it, look at the Apostle Paul. Your heart, your passion. Now, the first thing, stay positive. I think that's a head thing. Passion, that's a what? Birthday, right? I have a friend who lives in Virginia Beach, and he was sharing how that one Saturday evening, he decided he was going to go to the Virginia Beach Athletic Club and heard that Coach Bobby Bowden speak. So he knew Coach Bobby Bowden is one of the winningest coaches of all time. Uh, Coach for Florida State University back in the dominant, dominant power. And so he thought, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to have some chicken and potatoes and, and uh, listen to some sports stories and enjoy that. And so he gets a seat, a bunch of friends uh, down in front. And Bobby Bowden, great coach, gets up and saying, man, what's Bobby Bowden going to say? And so Bobby Bowden starts out by reading Proverbs 4.23. You know what Proverbs 4.23 is? Guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. Other translations we should say, out of it flows all of your life. Guard your heart, because out of it flows the wellspring of life. He starts sharing all these stories about his own life. And the temptation, and you can only imagine the coaching career, also athletes who kind of kept their heart right. And they were able to do well. And look at it too, we kind of fail along the way of life. And I think that's so true. How are you with your heart today? How are you guarding your heart? How are you increasing your passion and hanging in there with your passion? If you don't hang in there with your passion, incredible things will happen. So the first is sort of a head thing, stay positive. The second is a heart thing, be passionate, keep your passion. And the third thing I think is a hands thing, care about others. Care about others. And this is what the Apostle Paul says share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Now, the one is for the family of faith, and the other is for those outside the faith, right? So the family of faith and outside of faith care about them all. Uh, hospitality, of course, is an ancient uh, right, but important in all of life. 
and uh, caring about the family of faith, but just fellowship with really honestly caring about me. And Paul is encouraging us to do that, to care about others in life. And how are you doing with that? You know, God has a plan and purpose for all of our lives, and whatever your career is, you can do it in a way that cares about others. Of course, you have a gift inside the church, and a gift outside the church, you can do both. But how are you doing about caring about others? Care about others who are in the family, and then care about others who are outside the family, but completely different than you. And you can show the kind of love that Christ had that loves others. And what did Jesus say about the great command? Remember? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. When your heart is right, we love and serve God, and we love and serve neighbor. And I think that is so, so powerful. I don't know if you watched the news last week, but um, an 18-year-old girl by the name of Lucy Westlake uh, was the youngest American to summit Mount Everest. She's graduating today in Chicago. And you might say, well, Chicago, it's got no mountains. That's true. She says uh, she learned uh, her love, her passion, her goal setting for mountains in, uh, in Kentucky. Some of the highest mountains in Kentucky, that's no big deal. But she was so fruit by that, she decided she start going to every one of the 50 states and climbing the highest mountains. So she got all the way when she was. 13 years old, she attempted to summit Mount Denali in Alaska, which is a tremendous feat. Uh, some of the people in her party got separated and uh, died. And she was devastated by that. And uh, she wasn't sure she would continue climbing. But then she realized that, that God had put that passion and talent in her for a reason. And that she was able to summit those mountains, not because of the mountains around Chicago, but because she was a runner. She was a cross country runner kept uh, doing her best at cross-country running. And uh, she went back later, and she made a summit on Denali, and then decided, of course, to be uh, one of the youngest ever, and the youngest American ever that sent the summit on, uh, on Mount Everest, 29,000, 49, 59 feet, something like that. And she did it on the 13th of May. And uh, that's a picture of her on the summit celebrating and uh, she shared how that in her walk of faith that she learned that God had a plan and purpose for her. And one of the things she learned is she was climbing these mountains. She's a friend who did explorers book, which you may know is like on the seven continents, the highest mountain we've on all of us. So she's well on her way to that. But she climbed the, uh, the, uh, the Tanzania, uh, the mountain there. And as she climbed that, actually in the, in the base camp there, before she went up, she began to talk to the people around her and uh, before she went home, pulled a jar and she saw the need for water for the people. And she talked to them and it moved her heart and she decided her purpose, her renewed purpose in all this, in addition to, to accomplishing a great feat, was to bring awareness to the need for clean water in the world. And so that's one of the things that she climbed to her faith and the need for clean water in the world. And uh, she just and this person said, one of Paul's bosses on Twitter, she's more positive than and she's a good person. But her faith is paramount to all of that. And I think, you know, what, what a great example. This young gal, uh, 18 years old, to climb Mount Everest, and gives a lot of credit to the people around her, but uh, just a, a beautiful young wife in faith. How are you doing with your head, your heart, 
in your hands. I think Jesus would say, hey, listen, you're happy. Be positive. Stay positive. You're going to face some adversity and difficulty in life. What about your heart? Keep your heart right. Care about others. Be passionate in everything you do. And then you are, you will care about others. The Apostle Paul managed to do that through all of life, through um, a ministry and mission filled with adversity and difficulty, um, with people came against him, negative people, negative circumstances, thrown in prison time and time again. And yet through all of it, he kept his passion, kept his positive attitude, he kept caring about others. And I think you and I can too. Last week, I got to be the uh, chaplain, honored guest for the Joint Commission of all the Armed Forces, the new lieutenants, uh, and all the Armed Forces in Purdue. And I got to shake all their hands as they came across the, the stage with uh, the president, President Daniels. And uh, the guest speaker was uh, Major General Franks, great guy, and uh, retired from the Air Force. But one of the things that he spoke about and he shared, which I'm still a Christian, and he talked about the different things that you need. But he, he said one of the things that you need to these young cadets that uh, are becoming commissioned is courage. And of course, you know something he said, you need, you need mental courage when you go into battle, when you face incredible challenges. He said, you need emotional courage because, you know, if you just go with your fears and go with your anxieties, then that's going to be horrible if you face battle. But if you have the right mindset, and you sort of steal yourself and think about your core values, then you know you'll be able to overcome some of that fear and anxiety. It'll be there, you know. But the third part of courage that he said that was so good, he said you need moral courage. Moral courage. He said we've never needed it more than today. Because today there's so much that would tempt you, there's so much that would distract you, and so you need moral courage. And probably some virtue, I think. When you care about others, sometimes you have to risk yourself. Maybe it's in a congregation uh, where, you know, you don't want to show your heart, you don't want to reach out, but you should. But even more more courage when you see some of the needs around us. You try to reach out to people that are different than you, that are believe other than what you do. But you stand for what is right and what is true, because your eternal purpose is set on Christ and eternal purpose that Christ has you. Today, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're at that sort of starting gate in one sense. You finished one section of life, you graduated, but you're opening up a new vista, a new set of goals, and a new career and chapter of graduation. Or maybe you're way down the road and you're almost retired, or maybe you're even retired. But God has a plan and purpose that continues your life. The chapters of Chapter sometimes changes, but God always has something for you. And these three things will study you in all of life. If you don't believe it, look at the Apostle Paul's life. You do a head check and you stay positive. You do a heart check and you stay passionate. You do a head check and you care about others because you know who you are. I'm going to close with a final story that I love. Story goes on. Rabbi, back in the second century, and he was walking, as he did from town every day, and uh, he was going home to a small rural home, 
And as he walked along the way, he prayed this great prayer of Shabbat. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And he kept praying that and praying that and praying that. And he was so heard in that prayer and so focused as he walked, he walked right past the pathway that led to his home. And so he prayed, Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And as he walked, he didn't realize that he walked straight into a Roman encampment and a Roman sentry. And the Roman sentry said, Halt, who are you and why are you here? And the rabbi stopped for a moment and thought, and uh, he said, What did you say? And the Roman sentry, who not known for humor, said, Who are you and why are you here? And the rabbi said, How much did they pay you today? Roman century started getting pretty upset. And he said, Who are you and why are you here? And the rabbi said, I, I mean no harm, but how much did they pay you today? And the Roman senator said, Why? And the rabbi said, I will gladly double whatever they pay you if every day you will stand at my door and when I leave and when I come home, you ask me those two questions Who are you and why are you here? Who are you? Here. If you know that why, then you can keep a positive attitude against adversity and difficulty because you know you're in God's plan and purpose. You can keep your passion because your why is stronger than whatever adversity you face. And you can care about others because you serve the Lord, you love and serve God, and love and serve neighbor, and has commissioned us and empowered us to do the very same. We join in prayer. Lord, as we think about this important day in the lives of our graduates, it also recalibrates where all of us are in life. Help us to be like the Apostle Paul, to be full of experience, full of enthusiasm, and as we're gaining experience, to be full of enthusiasm, but most of all, Lord, that our heads and our hearts and our hands would be focused on the right thing. And if we follow you and are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can do exactly that. We pray in Christ's name, and all these people say, Amen. Amen.